Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Be Better Tomorrow. I'm your host, Jason Fisher. For those of you who are new to the show, we're taking on a new format. We're going to be doing shorter stints of little items that I've learned along my way or that I'm learning right now, hoping that it will help us all to be better tomorrow, whether that's in our personal lives, whether that's in our professional lives. It really just depends on what's going on. But I promise this stuff will be full of good information that if taken to heart will help us all improve. I've taken time to research these things and, and kind of journey, taking the journey along the way with you. Some things I've learned over 20 or 30 years of work experience. Some things I wish I would have learned earlier and I'm studying up on now so I can apply them to my lives. But whatever it is, there will be something here for, for us all to grow and change on. Before I get jumped into everything, just make sure that you head over to BeBetterTomorrow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcasts in iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, and subscribe. Make sure you don't miss anything and give me some love because this is a this is a work of love. It's not, I'm not getting paid for anything I'm doing here, at least not yet. And uh, it's just something that I appreciate some motivation, helping me to feel that there's somebody out there listening. It'd be kind of nice. So if you love me, go ahead and do that. If you don't, uh, go ahead and do it anyway. That way you know when you can leave comments that can hurt my feelings. And I'll appreciate that too, because at least I know you're listening. This month, I'm going to talk about how to build a good mentor-mentee relationship. I think these things are critical. If you can find somebody who can be a solid mentor to you uh, early or late in your career, really, they're like gold. So few people, uh, I think, build these relationships well. A lot of people desire them. I hear a lot of talk of folks wanting a mentor or somebody that can show them the way, help them along. I've seen it a few times in church world, um, whether it's kind of ministry related or if it's just the older uh, moms of the church helping out the new moms, letting them know they're not crazy, even though they're sleep deprived, that sort of thing. Uh, And it can make the world a difference, not only in building that relationship, but for the mentee, well, for both. You never learn more than when you're helping other people to learn. And so it helps both the mentor and the mentee. I'm going to talk about this from the mentee relationship, the person who's looking for the mentor. There's a few things I've learned, mistakes I've made along the way, quite frankly. This show is nothing if not a, a, a monument to mistakes that I've made that I've learned from, and I hope you don't have to make the same mistakes again. Part number one about this, I'm, this, this is going to assume, by the way, that you've actually found somebody and you've gotten something set up and you're going to move forward. Maybe on another episode, I'll talk about how, how to find that person. So maybe I'll talk about that in a later session. But this is strictly about once the relationship is kind of established, you've talked about it, how do you head into that relationship to set it up for success? So the first part for you being the mentee is be prepared. You need to think about this for yourself with some reflection. What do you want out of this relationship? Is it just the ideal that you want a mentor, but you don't really know specifically what you're looking for? That's a bad place to be. Because if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know if, you, if you've gotten it. You don't know if the relationship is such that will meet those requirements. And if not every mentor can mentor every mentee. Those words are getting really difficult to say at this point. You need to ask, also ask yourself if you're ready for a mentor relationship. It takes time, it takes energy, and it takes effort. And if you're not ready for that, you may burn the bridge that you were looking to build before you get a chance to cross it. Uh, what are you willing to make what are you willing to do to make this relationship happen? Um, until the relationship is established, the onus on making it happen is really on the mentee for the most part. Now, it doesn't always have to be, but it tends to be. Because in the beginning, the relationship is a little more important to the mentee, the junior person. They really want the help from the experienced person. And the experienced person will get something out of the relationship uh, eventually because all human relationships are valuable. But in the beginning, it tends to fall on the mentee to make things happen. So 
you need to make sure you're, you're ready to surrender some of your time and your effort to really concentrate on this relationship to make it grow. Think about if you're prepared for critical and constructive feedback. Some people struggle with taking this kind of feedback. It can be tough, especially if you've grown up in uh, relationships where the feedback you got was a little more harsh and not constructive. If you're a prideful person, sometimes this can really prick you the wrong way. Only you know whether or not you're prepared and ready for this. It'll become easier as the relationship's more established and you know that the person who's mentoring you really has your best interests at heart. It can be difficult up front or when you really break into a new area of uh, maybe emotional vulnerability. Maybe they touch on something that you, you've thought about for a long time that has a sensitive spot. They, they strike a nerve. That can be hard. And you need to ask yourself if you're prepared for that. Because a mentor who just tells you you're doing great all the time is a cheerleader. That's not necessarily what you're looking for in a mentor relationship. More specifically, when you get down to the final meeting, be prepared. Set up an agenda. I can't tell you how many times I've personally just shown up being like, hey, I just want to pick your brain. Nobody wants that. Picking your brain is good uh, maybe once you've had a relationship with the person. But if you're talking about a brand new relationship you're setting up, set an agenda Prepare specific questions. Know what you want to walk away from in that first meeting, or what you want to walk away with. I want to know this, this, and this. I want to establish these things. I want to understand these facts. I want to, I want to know this piece of information, or I want to understand this process. Write it down so that you can accomplish something and walk away saying, yes or no, I accomplished this thing. The problem is when you come just to, to pick brains, oftentimes you do a lot of relationship building but you don't really get into the meat of what you're looking for out of the mentor relationship and you need to establish that up front. Now, when you're first getting started, setting ground rules is really important as well. Talk to them about what you're looking for. Set expectations from the relationship. Think about what you want. You've already done that. Now ask them what they want. Ask how you can contribute to the relationship. Maybe they'd like to be communicated to in a certain way. Maybe they've had mentor relationships in the past that have worked or haven't worked, and you can learn and grow from that. But you need to sit down and have the conversation around what this relationship is going to look like. Set expectations for it. Uh, One of the big expectations you should set up front is that you let them know you want honest, constructive feedback so you can grow. Now, again, if you're one of those people that struggles with that, let them know that too. I want this. I want constructive feedback, but honestly, my pride gets in the way when people give it to me. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to tell them, I'm only going to give two possible responses to to constructive feedback because I know it's difficult to give and I understand it's difficult to receive. So I may say, what do you mean by X? To ask for clarification on the feedback and the the other response to constructive feedback is thank you. I could do a whole show on this and maybe I will, but when you're dealing with constructive feedback and somebody has set kind of their heart on the table to, to lay out something for you to help you to grow because they care, and you defend yourself, it breaks part of the relationship. When somebody gives you constructive feedback, don't respond right away with anything but what do you mean by or thank you. I can't tell you how much this has helped me in my career. As I've started to get honest feedback from folks and built trust in those relationships that they feel they can do it and I feel that I can take it from them because they care, I will ask those questions, I will walk away, and I will think about those things. And then 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 it's sometimes okay to come back and say, hey, listen, I was thinking about the feedback you gave me and I really appreciate it. I, I've been I've been churning it over, trying to learn from it. And then you can come back and ask some maybe better questions on how you could do better next time. But take that initial pass 
say thank you and, and, and process it. Even if you're an immediate external processor like I am, I want to respond right away and process out loud. Let the feedback settle. Let it do its work in your heart or in your brain. Work on it and then come back and follow up on it. It's a mini sidebar. It's for free. You can have it. Set some SMART goals. Now, I'm sure we're all familiar with SMART goals. They want to be specific, measurable, actionable, or achievable. Depends on which abbreviation you use. Uh, realistic and time-based. What is it you're looking to accomplish either in your career, uh, in your side hustle, or in this relationship? Talk together and set those rules so that you can understand what you're both expecting. It's not terribly difficult, and they don't have to be huge, and they don't have to be super long-term. It may be, what are we going to do between now and the next time we meet? It may be, what, what am I looking to accomplish this year in my performance review, if this is a you know, specific job coach? But setting those SMART goals gives you something to target and something to come back to. And of course, there's whole conversations around that, making them visible, keeping them in front of yourself at all times so that you're not just writing them down, forgetting about them and checking on them in a year later when <laughs> to see what you did by luck because you totally forgot what you wrote down. Let's not do that. Now, here's a big secret I'm going to let you in on. I have been told this by many, 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 many successful people. I've been told this by my bosses. I've been told this by huge podcasters, people that I've looked up to. Now, this is obviously more important if you're talking about one-time shot, one-shot relationships. Maybe you got a lunch with your idol in your particular area. Maybe this is somebody you're going to be able to talk to one time and you don't know if you're going to be able to continue relationships. So this is the, the I just wanted to pick your brain conversation that you've now done better with. You've turned it into something a little more. Maybe it's not ongoing, but you have specific questions. You have an agenda. You're ready to go. Ask how they would like you to follow up and then follow up. Let me say that again. Ask them, how would you like me to follow up? Email, phone call. Take that answer, write it down, and then do it. Write down specific pieces of information or, or ideas or advice that they gave you and then follow up with them on how it went. I cannot tell you how frustrated I've heard people be, and I've been myself, when you give advice to people and they don't take your advice and they don't follow up and then ask to talk to you again. You didn't do the last thing I told you to do. Why should I bother wasting my time with you again? You, you set the tone that you are prepared to listen and prepared to act and that you care about what they had to say. And now the investment is given back to them with the feedback and it starts to build the relationship. Because now they know you're somebody they can trust to actually do something. You're, you're not just somebody who's talking about it. You're somebody who's going to take action and you're serious about progressing in your career or your hustle or whatever it is you're serious about looking at. Follow up with specific things. Let them know how it went. Thank them for their, thank them for their time and their advice. Show appreciation in that. And then maybe you can set a next meeting. Now, if this is a more permanent mentor relationship, maybe at work it's been established or something, or a closer relationship that you want to have ongoing, set that next meeting up before you leave the first one. It's going to be weekly, monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, whatever. Set the time. Set the expectations. You can still follow up if it's going to be you know, a decent amount of time. Let them know what, what went on. If it's going to be in the next week, well, then follow up at your next meeting. You maybe don't necessarily need that email. But if they say, when you ask, how would you like me to follow up? You say, hey, send me an email once you, you pulled the trigger on a few of these things. Well, then follow up. Follow up and then thank them at the next meeting and move on. This will, get, this will get your mentor relationship off to a great start. And I always close off with this. Have the meta conversation. Almost like once you close the book on the meeting, how'd this meeting go? 
How's this working for you? Is there anything we could be doing better? Having meta conversations about relationships is not something anyone does well. I barely hear anybody talk about it, but I found that the times that I've had those conversations, I've had them with my wife, I've had them with my best friends, it builds our relationship. It helps us to grow together. And, and it helps us to grow together in such a way that we're both learning about who we are as people. You can have that same conversation with your mentor. Because you may learn that this person's not the right mentor for you for a variety of reasons. Maybe they don't have the time. Maybe they're too much like you and you really need somebody who's more complimentary. Not in they give you compliments, but in the fact that their personality is different from yours. So they can give you a different point of view. You don't necessarily want to have a mentor who's exactly like you or the, the person who's you 10 years down the line because they're going to give you the same viewpoint that you have. You want to find a mentor who's different. Somebody who is different, you know, Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or whatever particular personality profile you prefer. You can find somebody who's different. Okay, listen, mentorship is great. It is something that when done intentionally and done well can help you to jump way ahead in your career. Not only do they help build connections in your network, they help you to see the future that is before you that maybe you can't see. They help you to see the things within you that you aren't seeing and they help you to grow in a way that you want to grow. But so many mentor-mentee relationships burn out and fizzle because they're not int- we're not intentional enough when we establish them and we don't have a plan and when we don't follow through with that plan. Follow these steps and you can establish a relationship with people that will help you beyond measure and of course will help you be better tomorrow. Thanks for listening everybody and I hope you've gotten something out of this that will help you be better tomorrow. As always, you can find our show notes and everything you need to know about the program at BeBetterTomorrow.com. The music you're listening to right now is by Kevin McLeod of Incom Tech, released under a Creative Commons 3.0 share-alike license, as is Be Better Tomorrow. So you can use this recording in any non-commercial endeavor as long as you give credit to us. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show, and I hope you'll find something today so that you can be better tomorrow.